0: OG Podcast Network presents.
1: Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be we talking about the books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Micky's got the creepiest news from books to TV. The movie reviews. Plus, the next toy baby, here we get you. Choose. Even the superhero fight club, we usually
2: lose. So, popping those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth, new with features. Need listen to my weak you can bend us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So, relax will lie a lot back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comment facts are wise, cracks. Welcome to the show, this is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me, is always, are my wonderful sidekick, First. Mr. P features. Hello, Batsy. Ooh, ooh. Was oh, that yeah. hello, Minty? Let's try it. Try it again. Try again. Hello, Minty. Ooh, he might. He might do my ringtone. <laughs> my voicemail, not my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. Go back to the terrible. Batsy one. Let me get that one more time. Oh, time. Come Jesus. on, come on. Hello, Batty. You've officially said more on this issue than the last year. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: no arguments there.
2: And there's Mauer. Beep you. Can I can I get a Joker like attempt from you? Like, come on. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Nope. No. That was a good quote, but no. (laughs) No. (laughs) You wanna get nuts? Let's Let's get get nuts. nuts. Best Batman line. That one, Bob. You're my number one. A (laughs) guy. That or the uh, what's my favorite line in in the, in the first Batman? Look, I really like you, but right now, shut up. <laughs> 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 All right, welcome to the Saturday show. That's what we're not going to talk about: uh, the news. The new news. Like, we don't have to say it on Saturday. We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. And I know you don't say. We much. shouldn't. No, no. I I get why he does because it's like a thing. You know, I get it. And like this will be the last time we hear him talk
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> for like, the I, entire issue. I get it. I People get it.
2: like it. Do they comment if you like it? <laughs> Listen, we will let him
3: keep doing it if somebody says they like it. But if no one comments that they like it, it's done.
2: No, please. no, we don't have that kind of please. Say. No, please, what the man do that? That would be like me going. Well, are there ninjas? Doesn't count anymore. So since nobody says it, yeah, but people would say they like that. Has anyone? <laughs> yes, the person that it's
3: for. <laughs> What's up, bitch? <laughs> oh, oh
2: God, that almost killed me because nobody. Like, uh, it's and it's in our theme song. That's <laughs> true. That's true. It that's is very true. It, is, a, very it true. is in our theme song, but that's because I wrote it. That's true. <laughs> but that's because I said you, it. You say that like like there was any other reason. that was there. like,
3: "How do I get Mauer involved in our theme song?"
2: It's, you're you're absolutely a hundred percent right. I'm like, well, I gotta have the ninja line in there, otherwise he won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right. So if you haven't guessed by the Joker jokes, that sounds weird. The Joker jokes. Joker humor. Weird. Joker. No, I mean, I like the alliteration. Stan would be proud. Joker jokes. It's been a bad day. Oh, before we start, uh, we got to redact something. Oh, we do got to redact something. I think, I'm, glad, I'm glad we talked about Stan for a second there because.
3: You connected it. Yeah. Do you want to do the redaction?
2: Uh, yeah. Apparently. When Baby Huey and I were doing our show, when it was just Baby Huey and I, we were talking about Stan Lee mm-hmm. and his uh, influence uh, with the X Men and him, you know and what why he created the X Men and it's been a million times over been said that it was due to race relations, which was the the reason for bringing the X Men in the first place, but that apparently might not be true and it might be the fact that Stan saw the PR that way and just ran with it. Um, but essentially it wasn't Stan as much that made it about race relations, but uh, Chris Claremont. So the but, Chris Claremont run is really where the, the race... And
3: specifically where he utilized the uh, Dr. King and Malcolm X influences was Claremont. He, he actually stated that's what he was looking at when he was looking at the relationship of... Uh, Professor X and Magneto,
2: and let's be honest, Chris Claremont is the reason why the X Men are as popular as they are. I mean, yes, Stan created them. Yes, they they
3: eleven issues he wrote them, and it was bombing the entire time.
2: But it seems, it apparently, again, we don't. Nobody can say anything definitively, but apparently, uh, from those close by, that it was truly a. I don't want to call it a Doom Patrol ripoff, but Doom An Patrol answer, Doom Patrol answer or influence, a response. To Doom Patrol. To Doom Patrol. To having that misfits team. So that's disappointing in a way. To be very honest, like it's it. I've I've heard that story and I've heard Stan say it so many times. To now hear that is a little. You like, have to, to look be at very it very honest. I know. Excuse me for interrupting you, but when Maurer was telling me this, I got mad at Maurer for for like sullying the name of Stan. You ruined
1: his childhood.
3: No. So you have to look at Stan as a very famous tech company right now who doesn't have to be the first to do it, but perfects it. And he is a marketing genius. And he is somebody that would sell everything about a character um, and everything about a book to make people enjoy it. And it doesn't matter like if it aligns. You'll look at musicians. The song changes meaning once you put it out there. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Well, the characters change meaning after you put it out there. And he liked what that meaning was. So, of course, he's going to say, yes, that's the idea. I mean, we hear writers talk about it all the time. Who is it? Is it Kirkman that said like, "Yeah, I meant that the whole time." Like, there's writers now that go, "Yeah, you know, sure, that's what I meant." So he was just doing that, which was
2: common back then. Look at look at Abrams and uh, and Lost, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, no, it was always supposed to be that. So bull. (laughs) I don't think it's selling his name, but we did want to. It did. I will tell you, it's it's so weird how it with Stan, how it like when if, if anybody says anything negative about Stan, it really does like. Also, I'm like. He was real mad at me. I'm a, little, I'm, a little, I'm a little annoyed about you with you right now. You, <laughs> I think you need to watch your mouth. I'm sorry. You should. Shut you, your whore mouth. I was just thinking that. You shut your mouth you, No, talking you talking Okay. You, I said shut it when you're talking to me. All right. You stop what you're doing. Nope. Hey, shut it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gonna go cry himself to sleep on his giant pillow. It's like Sputnik. <laughs> it's an orange on a toothpick. <laughs> Do well, I have to do the I the love poem the fact again? that we just all bonded over So I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> yeah. It's great movie. Whoa, I just had the craziest dream. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back on topic. Today, whoa, we, we want to do... Whoa, man. Uh, today, whoa. Do you want me to do I'll do it again. No, no I maybe, do at the the whole thing. maybe at the end. Right. Maybe at the end. Maybe at the end. Because we do have a topic. Betty. <laughs> We do have a topic, and that, that topic Sorry. is. And you, you are not yes. supposed to be the one to, to derail us here. This is more your topic. Listen, this show ours. you derail this. Features. Sorry. Jesus.
3: He just wants to prove that he's going to be on this issue.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't even
0: deny
3: that. He's like, Yeah.
2: You're right. All right.
3: So You're we're right. talking Joker. And not just Joker in the comics, not just Joker in the movies, not Joker on the TV show.
2: Well, I think we should talk about all those things that that lead to a very new Joker.
3: Are we talking about all three of
2: them? Well, I I think I want to leave the Jeff Johns three Joker thing out of it for now. Good. We should. Um, That's a a whole show in itself. And I want to do a quick little Joker crash course. And then after that, I just want to talk about why it's cool that we're getting a new iteration of the Joker, because for the longest time we've seen the same thing and it's not that it got stale because obviously it's not. I mean, he's one of the, I mean, if you say, if you were to say top five villains of all time, he's definitely top five. I think Vader's number one. And I think Joker's number two. I mean, it's subjective. I don't know if so I can give an answer right sub- now, but it's subjective. Put them up there. But I, but if I know, I those two are absolutely on that list. Yes. If you're going by
1: popularity, yeah, probably.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think our own personal ones will be different, but I'm thinking about just worldwide. I think Vader but, and Joker are up on that list.
3: And we want to bring up the fact that Joker has changed with every iteration of him,
2: right? But it, it some of those iterations did not go well. Some of them did go very well. Some of them were amalgamations of other ones before. And it. if
3: we think of the one that means the most. Well, maybe top two most for most of people in our generation. That was looked upon as uh blasphemy at first with Jack Nicholson.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. So let's let's go back. Let's spend five to ten minutes real quick just on a joker. Origin. We're already ten minutes in, so Yeah, well that's we had to redact some things. That's All my right. bad. But um Anyway, so real fast, when the Joker was originally introduced, he was introduced as a way uh, to uh, change the tone of Batman comics, because at that time, Batman was mostly just going against criminals, thugs, you know, mob bosses, that kind of stuff. It wasn't until Joker that we really started getting more flamboyant kind of supervillains, like the way that we see them now. Um, so the Joker came out and was wildly sinister, and it's actually very similar to the uh, Dark Knight. Version of the joke. He yeah, was really right? dark. Giving out the, the cards. Like the original Joker, I mean, we joke, well, there's memes about it all the time. Like, if, if Batman doesn't reveal himself by midnight, I'm, I'm killing somebody. Yeah. And that's really how it started.
1: Yeah, it was really dark.
2: He killed, yeah, he puts, he, he, he injected a guy with a toxin that, um, I think it was the mayor. He injected the mayor with a toxin mm-hmm. that would kill him in 12 hours. And then he said, if you don't reveal yourself in 12 hours, that he's going to die. So he's going to die no matter what. Right. So um, that was the joke. Yeah. Well, he wasn't really about the joke at that time. He just was the Joker. The joke, the, the funny part didn't come till later. So at first, he was just sinister and dressed like a clown. Hmm. And then the way they said it is the original origin is that he was the original Red Hood. And the original Red Hood's goal was to steal a million dollars and retire. But before he ever got a chance to do that, he jumped not thrown, none of that stuff, jumped into a vat of uh, toxin, and then in his helmet was allowed to breathe underwater. So he swam to safety, not realizing that the toxin was going to affect him. So when he took the helmet off, then all of a sudden his skin was bleached, he had the the red lips and the green hair, and, and then he was like, all right, well, this look is going to terrify people, so that's what brought him back into a life of crime. Um, it, that is the definitive uh, origin that would change later by Alan Moore in... Um, And his
3: look was based off the 1928 German film, The Man Who Laughs, based off the book of the same name, who, it was a silent uh, drama that got turned into more of a horror. Was it noir? It was a noir, silent film. But... But it was about a man who had that permanent, grimace, painful smile
2: on their face at all times. But where things got interesting was the fact that Robin was around at this time, and Joker really, when the two of them came around, the popularity of Batman books just grew exponentially. Hmm. But nobody really knew if it was Robin Or or the kids or if it was the sinister Joker. And then, all of a sudden, the Comics Code Authority rolls around and Joker survived. But Joker got dumbed down horribly. So Joker was more goofy and more like a clown mm. and sales for Batman tanked. So it was obvious that Joker was what was keeping that book afloat. So when Neil Adams came back around and when Neil Adams, remember that, the, the funny story about they're, they're running the comic without the seal. Right? Mm-hmm. So Marvel released the, the Spider-Man book where he was drunk. I think it was a Spider-Man book where there was drug use in it. Yeah. Um, and they were just said, we're not going to put the seal, the, the comics code seal on it. Uh, he's like, all right, well, that means we can do what we want. We'll just take the seal off. Uh, well, what he, they decided to do was merge the two versions of the Joker. And that's the one that everybody knows and loves. Because, I mean, our generation, Batman, the animated series, played a real big role. Yep. Right? And that is the version of the Joker that we got on that. He didn't discriminately just you know, murder people. But but he was still a gangster. Yeah, but he, the only thing that he didn't do was just crazy murder people. Like, it was that Joker to a T just add a lot more death. Um, and that Joker I, was so, so, so popular that it really kept Batman alive for a while.
3: Well, if you look at anything, that Joker and Heath Ledger's Joker were the two closest, I think, to that original iteration where there was... The gangster criminal side but then also the humor side
2: of it and well the humor wasn't there at first humor is very similar to like uh, to like a deadpool like deadpool at first wasn't very funny and joker at first wasn't very funny he just looked
3: no like but him. after they came back and put right. them together and that's and when... that's the joker that everybody fell in love with yes because you got the best of both worlds and in the batman animated series they did it so much where there was different personalities for Joker. Mark Hamill talked about, he would read a script and go, okay, this script is going to have uh, the comedic kind of slapstick Joker. And this one's going to be the gangster be Joker. Um, and if you go back and watch it, you will hear different tones in the Joker's voice for each of those episodes. And it was done on purpose to show, you know, the different kind of mental states
2: of that Joker. Well, during... Oh, I'm never going to remember his name now. Ooh. Oh, uh, the person who took over after Neil Adams. I uh, can't keep... Uh, oh, it's going to kill me. He's the one who gave the stupid Joker fish where you tried to copyright Joker fish. Hmm. Everybody knows this story. If you're, if you're, if you're a person who r- researches comic books or if you're a longtime comic book fan, there's, a, there's one Joker scheme that everybody always refers to when they talk about how crazy Joker is, and he's the Joker reason why we got fish. it, but he, he gave all the, go- the fish around Gotham the Joker face. And then he wanted to copyright him to get rich, yeah. Like that was his goal. <laughs> but there, Steve Engelhart. Steve Engelhart. Yep, yeah, that's Steve Engelhart was very important to the world of Joker. Um, but there's a line that was said by Batman, which is quintessential to who the Joker is, which is the uh, Joker's schemes only make sense to him. All right. So th- stuff like the way he just murders people makes, only sense, makes to sense to him. Everybody else is like why would you do something like that? That's crazy. To him it's not crazy.
3: And that's why Batman's never been able to figure out all of Joker's stories or, you know, his origins because even he the Joker can't, doesn't know. And he can't think like that.
2: Cuz look at go, let's take a look at the Killing Joke. So things change in the Killing Joke where we find out that Joker's a failed comedian, really down on his luck, him and his wife are are fighting during the it's like almost like a depression-esque era. Yeah. Um and he is owes the mob money, so they force him to be the Red Hood. So they, the, the retcon there was that the Red Hood, whoever was under the mask, really just owed the mob money. So they used that face to think... Like, As they, the Patsy. Right. And they just put a random person in there, and then Batman scared him and knocked him over the, the um, railing, yeah. which put him into the acid, or the, the, the vat of chemicals, which turned him into the... And German. that way,
3: if they always changed who the Red Hood was, and the Red Hood was this flashy criminal that everybody thought was the mastermind, the police couldn't catch it, because nobody was the Red Hood.
2: But the Joker even admits in that book that he doesn't remember. So you gotta take everything with the, with the Joker's origin like a grain of salt, which is, when you go back and you look at, like, the more you learn about Joker's history and then watch the Heath Ledger performance, the better the Heath Ledger performance gets. Like, the whole you wanna know how I got these scars? Yeah, that the, whole the, thing. The
1: story changes like every time he That's,
2: like, so Joker.
3: And they did that specifically because they didn't want they didn't want to do what the 1989 Batman and Jack Nicholson did. They didn't want to give the Joker an origin story. They didn't want to be the people that was like here's how the Joker started. Here is why he's the Joker. Um
2: because well, yeah, it's scarier when you know nothing about the person. Yeah. So I get I mean I get it cuz he was more of a psychopath than anything else. Um, I mean, the Joker has the same
1: kind of mystique that Wolverine has.
2: Kind of well no, they gave you his or- origin pretty early on. Um, it, but but it was never clear
1: that's what I mean. Well, well, originally it was the original clear. one's
2: clear. It wasn't until uh, um, Alan Moore that that changed because Alan Moore was the one who, who put the the questionable origin in there because the Joker doesn't really remember mm. everything. But if you go back, if he's remembering the original book, if that's like that, the way I I read that is that Joker is rem- trying to remember that story that we know from early Batman.
3: Now, what they didn't do is give the name. Like they didn't give Joker an origin name back then, so you don't know if it's Arthur Fleck or yeah,
2: there is no Arthur Fleck. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean Jack Napier just showed up in the comics. So, um, but anyway, yeah, the the whole Jeff Johns three Joker thing. I don't even want to get into that until Jeff Johns releases that book. Like for anybody unaware of what Features was referring to in the beginning, is that during Rebirth in the be- in that issue we found out that there are actually three Jokers. Um, which was a big revelation, but then nothing's happened with that at all. And we know that Jeff Johns is writing a book about the
1: three Except jokers. Except that one's
2: being held captive under the Batcave. Yeah, that's well, all we know.
1: Was well, being held captive
2: under the so, Batcave. So I mean, I'm intrigued on the book. I'm a little annoyed by it because the one, the one being like, a, remember the when they made that one, like goes back to the caveman era. Yeah, he's like an immortal. Yeah, like that's the stupidest thing. The I've same ever.
3: stuff that made uh,
1: Vandal Savage. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, that was a comment. Wasn't that a comment? It's the like, same a, thing. That ga- it's yeah, the comment That's
1: dumb Don't like they that They were saying that the Joker got doused by the same chemicals Like the same minerals and rocks that, that Batman got hit with
2: <clears throat> That does to Joker what the Web of Destiny does to Spider-Man It takes the cool out of who the character is You know what I mean? Like that to me sounds like um, Cosmic Ghost Rider Like being stuck on the planet for that long that you just go crazy Right like that, I like it better to him just a guy who's nuts Like just it's just pure chaos and insanity. So anyway, that's the quick little breakdown on, on the Joker origin. If you didn't know who the Joker is. Well, everybody knows who the Joker is, but why he's so important is a different story. I mean, because he, he changed the way that we see villains.
3: Yeah, I mean, the line, and we go back to the Dark Knight, you know, where he goes, I'm just dog chasing a car. I wouldn't know if I actually caught it. That's
2: the Joker. I just do things. <laughs> Do I look like a guy Batman and Gordon. Those are the schemers. <laughs> um,
3: and we've seen uh Caesar's Joker, and we've seen Caesar.
2: Yeah, he and he was very important to bringing Joker back as well. And
3: he defended that role because he was looked upon as this, you know, very proud actor. Mm-hmm. For him to take a, a role like the Joker on a kids' TV show, he was questioned. And in interviews, he defended the role and that he played it with all of his heart, even though he wouldn't shave his mustache because that was his trademark. <laughs> um, he still said that the role was very important to him and he I put a lot into it. I did not know
2: that's why he had a mustache. I always thought that looked ridiculous. but yeah.
3: yeah. He refused to shave it because that was his trademark look. It'd be like Tom Selleck without a mustache. Interesting.
2: <laughs> Good to know.
1: Magnum P.I. would. So <laughs> the I want
2: to talk about, now that you brought that up about defending that role and playing that role, I want to talk about... The almost, like, Hamlet-esque allure that that role has. The Joker role for actors has become this, like, holy grail role, but there's a lot of negativity that comes with it. For most actors, it's holy
3: grail. For Jared Leto, it was just something he did. Wow. No,
2: Jared, no it, it messed with Jared Leto. I mean, that role, nobody has come out of that role unscathed. True. Maybe Maybe Caesar, but I don't think... I think he's fine. Too. Well, <laughs> like he, I don't think anything terrible happened to him. Being, but he played the role very different.
3: So there's new things coming out about Heath Ledger where his fiance or estranged baby mom at the time said that he was okay after it. He wasn't good going into it.
2: Apparently the, from what I understand the Heath Ledger story is that he got the role and then like most actors have to do is you have to sympathize with your character. You can't truly play a character if you don't understand them. And trying to understand the mind of the Joker is not easy to do. You know what I mean? Like writing the Joker is one thing, but trying to truly understand the methods uh, and why the Joker is the way he is, that's hard to pull off. So Keith Ledger locked himself in a hotel room for months. He had that journal that he wrote as the Joker Joker and that he, and he never came outside. Like apparently when he got the role, it was completely different than the first time he came in for his, his, uh, costume fitting. When he came in for the costume fitting, he went from being this nice, happy guy to he refused to be near people. He was visibly uncomfortable. He didn't want to be around anybody. But at this point, he's been in a hotel room like on on drugs alone for months trying to understand this character. Um, It's it's affected the movie industry so much that during Jared Leto's time, at first I thought it was a publicity stunt. But they had a therapist on set at all times for Jarrett Leto to talk to. Yeah, and same thing with our current Joker film. Really? They have, really? So there's a therapist on for- Warner
3: Brothers will not let the film be made without a therapist on set. Not only for the actor playing the Joker, but for the other cast members because of the way that the portrayal is affecting them in the the film. So you think about it, uh, Michael Caine was visibly terrified when he met- Heath Ledger's the Joker's first time in that party scene um, where he was, he was completely shook. And we'll get into it with uh, Joaquin Phoenix storming off the set in character. It really messes with the other actors as well. So there's people there because some of those scenes are so intense that you can't not react to a good actor when they're portraying that role.
2: Well, that's, I mean, it's a famous story now with Heath Ledger. Going reaching out to Jack Nicholson because it's like a it's a thing that people do. You know, if you get hired in a role that's especially it's like a legacy role, you talk to the other actors about tips, like what should I do? Like, remember? Then he asked permission. Did he really? Didn't he asked permission permission for it? But Jack Nicholson just flat out said, "Don't do it." Like that was his response. Like, what should I know? What should I when you know? How should I approach this role? And Jack Nicholson said, "Don't."
3: Um, And Jack said that for two reasons. One, it was a tough role to get into and get in the mind. Two. Jack still to this day is trying to shake that that's one of his most known roles. You know, because once you're the Joker, and Jack said, you know, he wants to be known. He's the guy from the show. He does all these amazing roles, but he is most known for the Joker.
2: And the funny, I, I still say his Joker is more the Riddler, and Riddler was more the Joker in, in, in the, the Schumacher Batmans, but that's here nor there. Um, so, I, for for the longest time, I, I think we even on this show we made fun of Suicide Squad as that's like that's what a gimmick that is, right? But look at what Heath Le- or what Jared Leto did as Joker because he's a bit more method than the other ones. That dude took that to an to an extreme level. Put, like, remember when they the cast and we got together well, for the seen, first time Rex in the green room? Oh, Rex. even that he showed up with two goons, right? Two like thug goon guys, mm-hmm. and just dropped a dead pig on the table and left the first time the cast ever met. That's what he did in Joker garb. She dropped the dead pig in the room and left and then sent them all presents. Margot Robbie got a rat. Um, uh, Will Smith got a box of ammo. Like yeah. he, just, <laughs> he just started sending them all weird stuff. Uh, yeah. So he supposed and he, that's why he was so pissed that they cut most of his scenes out. Cause he's like, you guys don't understand like what I went through to get ready for this role. And then you cut me. It's like, wait a second. You put me through hell.
3: Now. Did they put him through hell? He wasn't, I mean, the story wasn't about Joker.
2: Well, apparently there's a, nah, lot, that was was a
3: lot that was cut there's out. There was a lot that was cut man. out. But it was still the Suicide Squad. He was still a secondary carry. Except character. for that it's
2: our first Margot Robbie. Like, if, if Margot Robbie had her own movie beforehand, I could, I'd give you that. But Margot Robbie introducing uh, Harley Quinn, Joker is a big part of that. Until you separate the two of them, Joker will always, like, Birds of Prey will be interesting because, I mean, obviously the first teaser with that was, aren't you sick of clowns or whatever that joke yeah. is that they made during It? Um, do you know what I'm talking about?
3: Yeah, where she pops the balloon.
2: Yeah. Um, that, you can now get her out of the Joker's shadow, but during that time, he had to be there. I, I still don't think the Joker without Batman...
3: Like it was just weird. No,
2: I think you could do the Joker with that Batman. I think the Suicide Squad, like the remember the the Assault on Arkham. Animated that was good. Movie? It was great, but that's how the Joker should have been used. Joker should have been the villain, and even the director said that he made a mistake by making the uh, the Enchantress the villain. Yeah, because it yeah. should have been the Joker. A huge mistake. If it was the Joker, it would have been great. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I, we haven't seen enough of Jarrett Leto's performance to truly understand whether he was good or bad. I also, I'm going to say what they showed of him was bad.
3: <laughs> him not, not Facts. zeroing in on a performance for the Joker also was bothersome.
2: I, I mean, I, but I
1: think but that we was... We don't know
3: that, though. I, no, we, we do know that. I mean, he said he played the Joker almost different in every scene.
2: And that's okay. I think that's fine for a character like the Joker. I just would need to see more of it. The problem is he was, he was shoehorned into weird scenes and then never really truly explained or given an opportunity to shine. He could have been great.
1: And I think what he meant to say was that we, portraying him different in every scene was just a multi-layered performance because the Joker, you can, you, can, you can argue that the Joker is more than one personality, which if you're going by the three Joker thing, then sure. But he had a lot to work with. Like there were some scenes, some scenes you could look at him as being kind of like the Jack Nicholson Joker, and then there were shades of the Heath Ledger Joker that he was trying to do. You can see you like, can see in the scene, like especially in the scene in the nightclub where his where his mentality
2: switches. Yeah, like, I don't I don't think his his portrayal was. I don't want to spend too much time on Jared <laughs> Ledger Joker during us trying to talk about Joaquin Phoenix, but I do think it as it, the show's almost over. It's panned, <laughs> it's panned way more than it deserves to be. Because, again, I don't think we truly saw it. It wasn't his fault, though. Uh, I, I don't I don't, I don't look. I the scenes that we did see, like the weird purring and stuff, and that, ah, 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 like that laugh it's is terro-rash. I
3: think he just went too extreme with I, the role.
2: And it could have worked if we got a role. Like, if we saw him as a main villain, that could have worked. But you he need, wasn't. He was you like,
3: needed something to anchor him, and we
2: didn't get anything. To, right. Because he just was thrown in the movie without any real record. Like I'm he happy just,
1: he's gone, though, so... Yeah, so let's get into this like latest iteration of Joker with Joaquin Phoenix because I think this is going to be major for I, him. It's so funny that to see it.
2: All three of us at this table are different about this movie. Yes, I think I'm in the middle more. I think Features is out. Features doesn't care at all, and yeah. and I and I think Maury, you're through the roof.
3: Yeah, this is. I haven't had a comic movie that I'm this excited for. It's Not a comic
1: movie ever.
2: Well, I mean, it, it still is. It is. It's just it not. Is. It's just not based on the but source material. Yeah. It's an think of it as an elseworld story and you'll be more okay with it. Okay. That's what it is. It's,
3: and I have a feeling this is going to become This is this generation's definitive Joker.
2: Think of this like the like a uh, Superman red sun. This is a, a an origin story of the Joker is what if it wasn't acid and chemicals? What if it was a, a, a trauma and a and circumstance that led to this? What if it was just horrible circumstance and trauma that led to a character uh, devolving to a point where he becomes the Joker?
1: All it takes is one bad day.
2: Well, I think for him it was a bad life.
3: Bad life. And looking at the development that goes into this film, the acting chops that we're getting and just the reactions that are dividing people with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, Is something to be happy for and look forward to. You're getting some people praising this as one of the greatest films of all time that they've seen.
1: Uh, Wow, that's okay.
2: Yeah, look, the reason the trailers don't do it for me. Nope. And here's the thing I get it, though. There's so much, what you hear about this movie and then you watch the trailers, they don't correlate. Well, the trailers are so different than what you hear.
3: The trailers are for a Shucky audience, they're for people that are just looking to see a Joker movie. So they're trying to play that up where this is, you know, uh, a festival film. I mean, it won the Golden Lion. I think this was taken more seriously than it's given credit to in the trailers because the writers and the directors and the actors just wanted to make a movie.
2: I think the trailers are very much like Endgame where it didn't tell you anything. Like it, it's bare bones as far as what they've actually shown us. We don't really know, know much, anything. And I like that. but that the mystery to it is more intriguing than what I've actually seen.
3: Yeah. So we have two versions of stories now on the writing process for it. We have an interview um, at a Q and a, one of the early screenings of it, that screen rant was at where the question was asked, you know, you know, was this grounded? Did you have any research that went into uh, the mental illness of it? And uh, Todd Phillips was like, yep, we did a lot of research. We looked into it. Um, there is, and I'm not gonna say it, we can put the name in the in the notes for this. Something about rhubarb. Yeah, rhubarb pie. Um, where either MS or a trauma to the head can cause people to laugh or cry at inopportune times. And they that's something that they they didn't want to have Joker have MS, so they gave him the head trauma, which we see in the film as well, with him getting smashed in the head, and we all kind of thought like is that one of the things that triggers him mm-hmm. um, which kind of ties into the, him walking down the hall one of my favorite scenes where he has the laugh and then just stops and has like this sad look on his face so he went and Todd Phillips went into detail we did all kinds of research
2: you can see in the, even in the the scene where he's in the nightclub and he's laughing that he's not actually laughing yeah. Like you can see like he's more like, give, like the way he's looking around the room like are we serious <laughs> or when uh, you know
3: if you look at him crying and trying to make himself smile like all that tying together and Lots of research went into it, right, Menti? Lots of research they did. Oh,
2: apparently none. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, uh, if you watch the Todd Phillips interview for, uh, and I'll I'll put the I'll put the in the show post, but, um, backstage OL, I think it's it's bad. Backstage is the company, but backstage OL on on, uh, YouTube, uh, the, the interviewer who I like, he's great. He, um, that was perfect. Um, <laughs> he he flat out said. That there was no research done for this, that they essentially didn't want to hold the Joker to any kind of mental illness because they didn't want Joaquin to research that and have an idea of what he should look like. They wanted to give him free reign to create his own character, and they didn't want it to be predicated on a mental illness of any kind. Which, But wait, he told somebody else that they did research and according to this, they during the writing process they didn't want to make they, they specifically didn't research it so that way they didn't find themselves writing about a mental illness opposed to the Joker. Did Stephen Amell write this script? <laughs> <laughs> you got to explain that joke, man. Because
3: everything <laughs> they say is a lie.
2: Wow. Um. Come on, Stephen Amell does that. He does it, but he does it for a reason. If we ever get a chance to talk to Stephen Amell, it's first I, thing we ask. First I want to ask: Why do you do
3: this? <laughs> were you told to
1: lie to us the whole time? Um. Where's your goatee? <laughs> he's going to look us all dead now and say, no, and then, I wasn't. No, and then he's going to pull and a Joaquin smile. Phoenix
2: and go, how dare you, and walk out.
3: <laughs> so let's, let's talk about that. Joaquin stormed out of an interview. Uh, and it's funny, we had talked about this kind of last week. The American critics and reviewers are looking at this movie completely different than the rest of the world, where the rest of the world is praising for its honesty and the ability to take something really uncomfortable and kind of put it out there as a piece of art—you mm-hmm. come over to our neck of the woods—and when they're like, "So, do you think this is going to encourage people to be psychopaths and mass murderers?" Well,
2: because I mean, and look, I even though they were probably told not to ask that question, it's—it's it's a pretty—I don't want to call it an important question, but it's a question that it was going to be asked because the truth is that this movie, especially in today's climate is holding up a mirror to how bad people are getting right. We are, I mean, how many times do we have to hear about mass shootings and all the other atrocities that are happening right now? Uh, a question like that makes perfect sense, especially when you think about all the horrible things that have happened. I mean, look, it's, I don't want to go into specifics cause I don't want, I don't want to change the, well, tone there, of the show. There's but, two
3: things of that. One, we already talked about what this takes out of an actor mm-hmm. for that role. So putting an actor in the role where he had to put himself in that mindset, that thinking of that answer could break the actor. I, but you have to think about the yeah. mindset of him. Like if something it. happens and Joaquin feels
2: that he's responsible for it. I still think that they, and I get that. I, tr- I do. That makes like what you just said, what Joaquin feeling that he's responsible for it. And that's probably why he quite literally said, how could you before he walked out? Because it does, it would put it on his shoulders. So I get that, but I still think that's such a, sh- a, a obvious question that he should have been prepared
1: for. I have like one thing to say about that. Like, I'm not saying that it's, uh, whether it's a good question or a bad question, but questions like that seem to toss blame. Yes. And that's unfair, period. That's, you can't, that's the same, that's just, that, that goes along the lines when somebody says, oh, it's because they're they Manson. So many video games. Marilyn Manson
2: caused Columbine. Sure, I get that, but you still
1: get that question. That's my point is, I'm not saying
2: that the question is right. I'm not saying that asking the question was right. I'm just saying that it's so there. And they assumed they would get that. You think their PR person would have prepped him for that. That's my point. My point is, the fact that he was so flabbergasted and thrown off by that question means that it was never talked to him. Well, no, or, I think
3: it was he was told they will not ask you this question because it's come out that they were told not to talk about that. Right. So he was flabbergasted because he was guaranteed it wouldn't come up. You get comfortable in an interview, feel like you're, you
2: know, But it was I mean, any way you cut it, it's inevitable. When this movie comes out, that's what people are going to be talking well, about. And you know that? that when he goes on, as soon as the like late night shows and stuff start going for this, that question's going to come up again. I guarantee you. That's I don't not, think he's going to do late night no. shows for this. But you're, you're, even you're probably with that, right, but it, this question's still going to be asked, and
3: know who should answer to it. Todd Phillips, sure. Even with that, the writer director should PR, answer.
1: PR prep alone, they're like like Maurer said, there's questions that they will they will go to the host and say, "Listen, we're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about that." But they still please do don't it. answer. Look at look at the. They but, just had um, Howard Stern was just on um. Uh,
2: colbert and it was reversed steven uh, he just starts talking about things and colbert looks at him and goes
1: we weren't going to talk about that right but this that happens but that's how howard stern operates there's not a lot that he's not going to agree to not talk to that's that's been the way he's I, been working but that's my point i it's think you get joaquin phoenix and and howard stern he's going to ask that question well well sure but this is what i'm saying like there are other shows like like popular late night shows where you can go on and the show you they will tell the showrunners, all right, we're not going to talk about this. And the showrunners may agree to that, but the host may take it upon themselves to still ask that question, sure. which then makes it, you're out of line now. All the more reason that you'd want to make sure that you're the person in front of the camera is prepped. I'm okay
3: like with him leaving because it wasn't like it was a live interview, you know, and he did come back after. I get
2: it. Look, I'm again, I'm, I'm not defending the, the question. I'm not defending the motive of the question. My point is, is that. For, for as obvious as a question is, it's going to become, because it is going to become a bigger deal. And I
3: think the fact that people are asking that question is dumb. But it's going to happen. And the people that are asking that don't understand the movie or what satire is at all. Like, the, the whole movie is to put the mirror up for that. And it's supposed to be thought of on a higher level. And we haven't had anything prove through all of this blame game over the past 20 years that media is causing these things. You know, if you go back to Columbine and they they blame Marilyn Manson and the Matrix. And they've done research after research of violent video games and that hasn't been proven.
2: Well, the Commerce Code Authority, I get it.
3: So, at this point it's kind of especially for people that are taking the movie and putting it out there to say, "Hey, we need to look at ourselves." It's for that question to come up. Obviously, the answer is no, we We don't think it's going to be because we don't believe about that. And that's
2: all that. My point is, is that he should have been prepped for that answer.
3: But by him answering that, it's giving an answer and a soundbite out there. And the only person that should have to answer to that is Todd Phillips.
2: As much as I agree with you, it doesn't change the fact that it's going to be asked. That's what I'm trying to say is, is that we've seen the trend of this. Because as you just pointed out, time and time again, this is something that comes up. I mean, hell, they even said books before comic books. Newspapers were a terrible thing. They've literally done this with everything. But I like this answer. What? How could you and Storm Out?
3: I like that I'm not even going to bother answering that question.
2: And I get you there. But it's still to me, in the PR world that we live in, that it's weird to me to think that nobody prepped him for that question.
1: See, I think they did prep him. They prepped him that he wouldn't have to answer that question. That's that's the whole point of PR prep.
2: Yeah, even then.
1: But again, trust, like I said, trust
2: me as, as a person who's who's been involved in especially entertainment media. Sure. They, there are there are times that you are like you're you're flat out said you're going to ask that question. You like your higher ups are saying because here's the thing: him walking out of that interview, guaranteed made that interview way more popular than it would have been without it. Right. Guaranteed. Definitely. So. The fact that he walked out and said, how could you, is, and the fact that we're talking about it on this show, they got what they wanted. I don't think it's going to be asked again. We'll find out. I, but I, like, I could easily see like, do we a, know a Bill Maher or The View as a, topic, as a point to ta- discuss.
3: Do we know who asked this question? I never even went to get that information.
2: I wonder I, if it was some Joe Blow. Part, part of me was. doesn't want to even bring it up. Because I because I agree with you. I I don't think that you should try and place blame onto Joaquin Phoenix uh, well, no, or, no. or the the or DC Comics or the Joker. I mean, the Joker's been around for such a long time. The idea of blaming the the atrocities that have been happening on something like the Joker movie or any future atrocities on the Joker movie, I, guess, I agree, have anything is, is ridiculous. To do. But it doesn't change the fact that it's going to be asked. I mean, hell, one of the atrocities happened at a Batman movie.
3: But I think if we stop giving those questions an answer we take away the power of that question
2: as much as i agree with you the question will still remain to be asked
3: and we can continue just to ignore
2: it uh, it's some it's not it's not it's not going away anytime soon people like to play people like to pass the buck it's going to happen Look, what! Look, we, we just talked about newspapers to books, comic books, video games, movies, television. I don't know. Wait till VR is the next yeah, thing. VR. VR is going to be the next big thing Well, they, you know, in, Listen, in the when virtual they world, that, they're stabbing people or they make stabbing that people purge, in the real world.
3: Purge VR game, I'm
2: definitely buying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be arrested. He's like, no, it's all a game. And we're like, dude, you're not wearing a headset. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, neighbor. <laughs> your windows open man you just scared everybody <laughs> it's
3: okay it's not scarier than baby huey oh oh wow you just
2: threw him under the bus <laughs> yeah he did nothing wrong baby huey you're fine you you look you wonderful. don't forget
3: the the yes yes screams he had earlier
1: <laughs> the no, sorry if you go to the previous <laughs> show you, you'll you get that um was...
3: <laughs> wow and then mentee naked
2: Look, I'm allowed to be, okay? (laughs) Stop bringing attention to it. It's
1: hot in
2: here. Um, I would love to see,
3: after this movie comes out, it get treated like they treat other serious films. And Right now, I think it's caught in a a midsection between a Hollywood fluff film and a serious film.
2: I know I've said this once before. I'm scared that this is going to be a raging bull. I'm scared that it's going to be so good at what it does that I never want to watch it again. I'm okay with that. Part of me is as well, but I I love the Joker and I want to keep watching it, but there are times like Raging Bull, I just can't, I can't do it. I hate him so much. I don't ever want to watch it again.
3: I would love for this film to come out and just prove everybody wrong that you can't make a serious film based on comic characters just to get that little piece of, what do you mean? People that, you know, unless it's not that
2: after the Dark Knight movies,
3: right? They're still saying it. Who? What what Oscars are we winning? I
2: mean, Suicide Squad, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> but for the main like Ugh.
3: best picture, best director,
1: the Dark Knight, won Dark Knight, one best Night picture was up, was up for
2: best picture was up
1: for. I want to win. Well, you eh, I mean, getting nominated is still a win. Black Panther, that's true too. Was nominated. Still, so it won. You're something. saying that. You're saying that like that's a small feat. It won something though. The fact, be the, that it's, the fact that it's on
2: the stage yeah. is big. Because like the Raimi Spider-Mans weren't up there.
1: Well, that's because they were
2: crap. No, they were not. One and two were great. You shut your mouth. There's <laughs> a third one? No, did I say
3: no, there's one, not. Did I say three? I said there's, one and there's two. There's not a third one. So, you know, I just, I would like it to be looked at, you know, in a film class. I'd like it to be looked at as a serious film. With serious ratings, serious directors, serious look, acting. just
2: because people aren't aware that some movies are comic book movies doesn't change the fact that they're comic book movies. Road to Perdition? Thank you.
1: <laughs> That's your go-to. Because it's exa- the... Give me a better example. Listen, I didn't know Road to Perdition was a comic book movie. Give me a better example. But that was a hell of a movie. I can't. That's my point. On that note, Joker's going to be awesome.
2: No,
3: <laughs> Menti's like it's gonna be all right, and Features has no taste. I
2: think it's gonna be awesome. I just don't. Again, I'm not basing it on these trailers because I think the last trailer was lackluster. It
3: w- really not, was. I'm not basing anything on the trailers. I'm basing it on the actor, the writer, the director, the original,
2: the writer and director of The Hangover.
3: Listen, yeah. come on, that was signed off on don't by get Martin me, Scorsese. Don't get
2: me wrong, I love The Hangover, but you do not.
3: I love The Hangover, what? the first one. Uh,
2: you. What? Yeah. That When is that your humor?
3: I don't know. I like that movie. Wow. I think I didn't like the
1: second or third one.
2: All of us gasped. Yeah, because the second and third one don't know how to be anything other than the sequel to The Hangover.
1: I think you just like Rocky Raccoon.
2: Wow. It's a Bradley Cooper joke. I get it. But I still, I feel like we're going to end the show on the, the best way to end it, especially after how this show has been going. And a one and a two. <gasps> and two. <laughs> I get an Earth Two for saying I like a movie. No, no dumbass, it was for me. Oh. But he now... said Rocket Raccoon and a one and a two Earth Two.
3: Is it wrong that he said Rocket Raccoon and I heard Rocky Raccoon?
1: What and a one and a two <laughs> Earth Two. This is the first time anybody but me has gotten two Earth Twos in a one. And episode. then
3: I thought about Rocky Road. He's just doing Heard it. too. I'm not doing it. Again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was trying. <laughs>
1: all right. On that note, features do that thing. Mm. Welcome to fireside.com You're at all awful times. At this. <laughs> you can find us on everything Instagram, try, try Facebook. It again. Try it again with some energy. Uh, Come on. And on Twitter, Run it it's back. Fireside Crew. Start at the beginning. Run it back with some energy. You can find
2: us. Yeah, stop it. Stop it. Let him do it.
1: You can find us on WelcomeToFireside.com and you can find us on all social media platforms. Uh, Twitter, you may have an issue. We're Fireside Crew. (laughs) Uh, And once again, I'm Features. I'm Menti. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check us out on WelcomeToFireside.com. And the OG Podcast Network. That's OGPodcastNetwork.com. Or or the
2: app. Excelsior! I feel like we should just end it with a Joker laugh again. We've been keeping it going for so long now. Uh, Ah. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Ah. Ah. You picked the worst one. (laughs) Features. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Not
1: bad <laughs> <laughs> you, say, no, no, no. you sound like a, a terrible Halloween decoration That you buy from like
2: Walmart yeah. That's what you sound like. Ah, like And you're running low on batteries
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like the one at the end of Oh uh, you were doing
2: oh, uh, oh he was doing the clattering From Jack McPier That's <laughs>
0: Oh,